Welcome to the Project Invent podcast. Your host, NEA Art of Teaching Award recipient, Dr. Rhonda Beeman, will explore how Project Invent is on a mission to create the next generation of fearless problem solvers through invention. Please enjoy. I know that we've got a gift. We've got some parts we could lift up. This is the start of your bridge. Walk through it all with the cards you would dealt in the heart of your chest and then foster your grit. We started to sift through the pieces of youth. Keep our feet on the ground, but still reach through the roof. We're staying steady and keeping our truth. I believe in the dreams that'll sweep in the view. I know our roads may take us in a thousand different directions, but don't forget to watch the scenery. Welcome to Project Invent with Dr. B. Welcome, Jack, to the Project Invent podcast. I'm glad that you're with us this afternoon. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. And you're coming to us from a beautiful place in the world, White Salmon, Washington. Mm, Yes, we are lucky. We live where other people go to recreate. Yeah, that's a lucky thing. Um, We were just talking briefly. uh, You're kind of a jack of all trades and very, very busy as... um, a you know teacher in all kinds of grades at the White Salmon Valley School District. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. I work with kids uh, from the ages of fourth grade all the way up to high school. Um, I do what you might call enrichment uh, work with kids. So I do uh, what used to be called talented and gifted. It's now called high capacity learners. But I work with uh, extraordinary learners, um, teaching them STEM subjects. Uh, then I also uh, work with a high school robotics team. And then uh, the other big thing I do, of course, is mentor a, a project invent team. And I do all of these activities based out of a makerspace. So I run a small makerspace about, um, oh, maybe 1,200 square feet. Uh, it's a private community makerspace that I founded uh, four years ago. And it houses all the tools and there's lots of uh, well-lit space and um, that's where it all happens. That's where the magic happens, huh? That's right. (laughs) Well, I know that you wanted to become a teacher because you had two really fantastic science teachers when you were growing up and you wanted to have that kind of impact on fellow students, other students, other people in the world. Um, so when you get a project invent team, for instance, into the makerspace, what kind of magic happens? What kind of influence? How's it going? Hmm. I think the magic for a project invent team uh, is that the challenge is real. Uh, this is not a, a homework assignment that I gave the kids, nor is it some uh, entrance exam question that has some uh, theoretical Uh, reward down the line this is we have a real person and the kids immediately you can see it in their eyes and in their actions that they are being held responsible for the well-being of somebody else and they know uh, that this client or user that's going to receive the invention they know that they are depending on the team to come up with something and and that just changes the game completely so Well, I know you said that kids learn by doing and making things and they need to feel like they're doing something that matters. Sounds like that project event kind of project with a community partner handles all of that, right? 
Yes, the kids uh, realize that whatever they come up with uh, will impact somebody's life immediately. And in our case, we have an extraordinary client. Uh, his name is Jose. Um, Jose uh, is just one of the most positive people you will ever meet in your life, uh, especially given his circumstances. He uh, uh, can only use... Um, he has li very limited skills in in his hands. Uh, he has. Um, I, I try not to use the words. He is a victim. Uh, he is a patient of. I don't want to label him by his sure. his, his, his issue. But so uh, Jose struggles um, with cerebral palsy, and we have been able to identify what makes him a happier person. Uh, he is happier when he's playing games, and so we're focusing on ways to get him better connected through uh, his friends and his peer group by playing games. Uh, and we get an immediate satisfaction from him because he lets us know when we're doing a good job. <laughs> How does he do that? Oh, he has a huge smile. Uh, so he gives us this, <laughs> this uh, smile to die for. Uh, and then he's also, um, he's very physical too. He can, he can give you a hug, uh, not during the pandemic, of course, <laughs> uh, but he's also, um, you see, he, he is quite good at playing many games. And so there's also the look on his face of, um, the thrill of victory too, when he wins. And so what's his favorite game and, and how have you guys been able to help him play that even better? Yeah, so he loves playing the card game Uno, mm -hmm. uh, and he is uh, unbeatable at it. Um, <laughs> and we've been able to take it from a game where he has to get other people to play the cards for him because his motor skills are not sufficient enough to play the cards himself. So uh, we've taken him from that condition to a place where he can use um, the same little joystick that's on his wheelchair he can use that to play cards wow. so we've, we've just given him more agency and more control and sure. and more inv involvement in the game so did your project invent team you know that's was that their first idea how did they get to that idea what did you see happening in the makerspace to get to the point where jose could use that joystick mm -hmm. it took several steps and i think the beauty of the project invent program is that the students who are working on this project did not dive in with their first idea. They were not, um, they, they were not being uh, paternalistic. They didn't look at our client and say, oh, I think this is what he needs. Um, they took the time to get to know him. They played a lot of games with him. They spent, it's fortunate that his classroom is in the same school as theirs so they could drop by during recess at lunch break and they could just hang out with Jose and figure out like what does make him happy and so their first their actually their first idea was not the one they went with they really wanted to make a door opener because they that would have been the holy grail of of the uh, adaptive device business, right? If anyone could sure. figure out a way to open doors, you'd, you know, you'd be a hero to everybody, <laughs> everybody that's using a wheelchair in the world. So uh, they would have liked to have invented this thing that would have made them famous, but they were really well grounded in the, in, in the curriculum that Project Invent uses, which says, um, don't go with the idea you think this person needs. Really listen to what they're telling you. And what Jose was telling us is that he really gets a lot of joy out of playing games. 
and that was the most immediate thing we could do for him. Wow. And so how do you think that all their other classes, so, you know, they're taking, they're taking their calculus or their algebra or their literature classes or whatever, and they bring that over to your makerspace and all the things in 50 minute chunks, as you call it, that they're trying to learn, you know, in their um, curriculum at regular classes. How does that inform what they're doing in Project Invent and vice versa? How does Project Invent, you know, um, affect what they're doing when they go back and do the standardized kind of learning? Right. And I would probably focus uh, on the vice uh, verse vice or the reverse of that question. Um, I'm sure they're I'm sure the other classes do inform the kids in nuts and bolts. So, you know, they're taking a writing class and there's a lot of writing they have to do in Project Invent. That's great that they come um, skilled to do that. But I think the reverse effect is much more because these kids, um, they're getting to see, uh, they're getting to experiment with a real live job role. So in other words, they are doing something that other kids are just preparing to do. Gotcha. So so when they're going back to the other classes, maybe they go back to their math class or their physics class, and they're in a classroom with other kids who are studying to hopefully be, be engineers at one time in their life. They're looking that, you know, four years down the line, they hope maybe they'll get a job as an engineer. The Project Invent kids are already engineering. They are already creating things. They're designing things. Uh, they're learning how to market. They're learning how to pitch it. They're already in the in the act of doing what adults do. So so great. How do you recruit for your team? Well, I do. A, uh, I'll go to a, a club fair and I'll have a booth. And Jose was there last time. That helped a lot. So he was there using one of the devices they made. Uh, but I'd have to say the most effective way to recruit kids is is through uh, the kids' social networks. They just word of mouth. They, they tell each other, you need to be a part of this, uh, and they, they bring a friend, and our numbers grow. That's so great. Well, um, what's it like working with some of these kids? I mean, they've got to be self-starters. I mean, um, Connie and I were talking about the fact that every school has a football team and a basketball team, and we don't want to stop until every school has a project invent team. <laughs> Right. Because it's, I mean, it's such a direct and important impact. Um, what do you get out of it as a teacher working with these young people? That's different than the classroom experience. Right. What I get that is most meaningful is there's time to develop a longstanding relationship with my students. So in the two years that I've run this, uh, the kids that have worked for me, worked with me, they're now... Uh, they're my lifelong mentees. They're, they're kids that I will continue a relationship with into their adult lives because, you know, we bonded over this. Uh, we spend a lot of evenings and afternoons and weekends together, and there's time for them to see me more as just a teacher, uh, but to see me really as a mentor, somebody who has life experiences, has some nuts and bolts skills, you know, how to programmer, how to use a 3D printer. Uh, but what's more meaningful and, and what touches my heart more is they'll begin to look to me 
as a mentor for a life challenges and for life skills like how did you you know how did you choose to go to school or how did you choose to go to school right away or how did you choose a career they're going to turn to me for more than just those kind of nuts and bolts things yeah it seems to me that especially if that's you know most teachers will tell you and and I'm a teacher myself that it's a calling right i mean you you just you want to help people and have an impact and, and spend your life doing something that, that really matters and helping other people, you know, have a life bigger and better than maybe they thought they could. And it seems to me, just listening to you, that this Project Invent is giving you an additional way to do that that's almost deeper than having, you know, a class for an hour or so, you know, three times a week. Um, to really work on something that matters, that creates empathy and compassion, and that then you get that back from the kid. You watch the kids come alive. Yeah. If I had my choice, I would teach Project Invent all day long, and <laughs> and the 50-minute class periods in traditional subjects uh, would be an extra thing that I would do if I had time. Well, I understand you're working on something that's kind of like that, that's probably been inspired a little bit about your, by your work with um, Project Invent in, in creating these Zoom teams. Mm-hmm. Do you want to right. talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so I'm interested in students becoming what you might call uh, tech first responders. Uh, in a month, our entire school district is going to go online and there's a lot of teachers who are just not ready to run a Zoom class. And I've had the experience myself having, you know, fallen on my face multiple times in my Zoom classes in the last three months, that I know how it feels. And I know that what a teacher really needs is they need a, a tech assistant with them. Right now, as we're doing this, you have Davey in the control room. He's making it so that you can focus entirely on uh, the conversation between you and me. Uh, and you're all your attention can be on what matters. That's what teachers need to have. They need to be able to just teach and just focus all their attention on what they're presenting to their students and how their students are responding to it. There's no way they can do that if they're managing screen sharing, whiteboards, taking polls. It just is impossible, uh, not to mention all the kids who can't log in. Um, so what I propose to do is if give one, get one student, a high school student, uh, have them join the meeting with you, and let them deal with all those technical uh, details. Um, and of course, it's going to be obvious. It's going to be it's an obvious win-win for the teacher. Uh, I've done it. I've had students work with me, and it's great. But I'm also really interested in what it'll do for the the student as well, because suddenly they're going to change from just this kid who sits there uh, and has to do homework, and they're and they're you know, they're basically graded on their performance in an exam or in homework. Now they're going to do something where uh, their performance actually matters uh, to, to somebody's you know, livelihood, to the teacher's livelihood. They're going to, they're going to be an important uh, part of a teacher's team. Uh, and I think it's going to be transformative for the kids. I think they're going to all of a sudden see themselves as somebody who can do things in the world uh, and maybe even pick up some, some skills along the way because who knows how long uh, we're going to be needing uh, to use video chat for for meetings and to, in probably classrooms. Probably one way, probably one way or another for the next forever. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> but what's so great is you're kind of drawing a parallel between what Project Invent tries to do and then what these Zoom teams would do, and that is giving a, a student 
something to do that feels like it matters. Right. You right. know, that, that's not just theory, but yeah. really get their hands dirty and, and, and feel like they're mattering and important. And they are, you know. Yeah. Doing something that matters is, is so critical because right now, if you don't turn in a homework assignment, if you don't read the book, if you don't do a wellness test, you can pretty much turn around the next day and say, eh, who cares? It yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Do. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them do. Uh, but when you have a client, like in Project Invent, when they give you a client or a user, it changes everything. I mean, you if you have an ounce of uh, responsibility, compassion, or just sensitivity in you, you are all of a sudden going to think, oh, but what about our user? What about Jose? Is he going to be mad? At, is he going to be disappointed? Uh and all of a sudden, you're reflecting back on your own, on your own person. You're like, "Oh, what will I look like if I don't follow through on this?" It's yeah, teaching responsibility, and yeah. and compassion, and all the good stuff that you like to try to teach people as a right. as a caring teacher. So, um, if you were going to leave one piece of advice to any of the maybe project invent future teams or people just starting teams. Um, what's one thing that you could give them, one piece of advice to help them make the most of this kind of an opportunity? The biggest piece of advice I would give them, and in fact I would give to any teacher, is uh, after you ask a question, after you give a challenge, after you pose a problem, make sure you wait. Just be okay with silence. Be okay with uncertainty. Be okay with not knowing what comes next. Because as teachers and as adults, we're too quick to rush in and make decisions or manage uncertainty with our students. And this is a role, this is a position where there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of not knowing what step is next. And the whole point of this adventure is that students find that next step themselves, that we don't do it for them. And it's an uncomfortable role. Most people are not comfortable with silence, with I don't know, with um, I, I guess we'll have to look this up. Uh, but that's really important in this process. What a great answer. It reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but when you're trying to train a horse mm. and uh, you're trying to get him to turn a certain way or stop, you do it a few times and then you just let them sit there. It's called soak time. Yeah, And it has to soak into their brain and don't push it. Don't make them do it again. Right. Just let them think about it for a while. And we don't give students that kind of opportunity in a classroom many times. It's like, you know, the road yeah. drill, the fast answer, no dead space. And we could everybody learn so needs soak time. Yeah, we could learn so much from horses and other animals if we just paid attention to how, how other creatures uh, behave, learn, and, and exist. Well, we're getting there. Jack, yeah, we're, we're learning, you know, yes, <laughs> it's been such a pleasure talking to you. I think what you're doing is so, so valuable and important. And we're so glad you're on the project invent team. And um, we're looking forward to seeing what new stuff you come up with at your makerspace this year. Okay, Dr. B, it was very nice to meet you. And thank you for your contribution as well. Absolutely. Are you considering homeschooling this year? or concerned about addressing all your child's literacy skills or academic performance? Now more than ever, Linda Moodbell programs for reading, comprehension, and math can help students catch up 
or get ahead in learning. In a matter of weeks, your child can feel more confident and prepared for school. Our evidence-based intervention is individualized, one-to-one, -one, and proven effective for all types of students with challenges that affect learning, including dyslexia. Spots are filling fast, so enroll now. Learn more at lindamoodbell.com slash projectinvent. Thank you for listening. You can find more information about Project Invent on the website at projectinvent.org. Tune in next week for more ideas, inspiration, and information about invention here on Project Invent with Dr. B.